Welcome to Sip and Tea, a show where we explore the random thoughts that pop up at the most inconvenient of times. I'm your host, Andy. I'm your host, Mita. And let me tell you about the random thought that sparked today's topic. What was it? Full blownsies. Full blowns. Did Shonda Rhimes write 2020? On the low low? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't ever, don't ever say any of that. Why? Because it sounds on the low low. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Lit. We're from, don't. <laughs> We're from Colorado. For the listeners. He dabbed without I, moving his arms above shoulder height. Yeah. Under the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more of a, I just saw your head dip and your shoulder go up. You knew what I was doing. <laughs> I know it was a dab, but it wasn't good. <laughs> oh, man. So before we deep, we, we deep, we deep? deep dive into the, into the Shondaland and scandal and real American politics, I think we should spill a little tea. What do you think? I don't think I have a choice. It's true. <laughs> oh, wait. This is the sound of my nails on the my table. My question for you. What is the most important quality in a friend? It's a fun one. I'm going to say trustworthiness. Fair. But it's really funny because I can't trust Nan, one of my friends. True. You guys are terrible with secrets. I'm okay. Every, every single one of you has, has, has told secrets. I tell Kyle. And Tiff. Do I tell Tiff? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> it's not a problem. Let's but I would honest. say trustworthiness. Yeah. That's that's good. You should always have people around you that you can trust. Like, yeah. I can trust y'all to show up in a time of emergency. True. I just can't trust you to keep a secret. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's we fair. are all, we all do tend to gossip. Yeah. It's a gossipy group. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's kind of fun because you can tell one person and know within 72 hours that everyone will know. Yeah. Sometimes it's like deceptively dropping so, bombs. <laughs> and this is no way to justify it for me personally for me for me personally unless it's like okay if you came to me and you were like i'm pregnant that's none of my business <laughs> wait a minute it seems like a big one no but like i wouldn't go and tell anybody like not even kyle oh, if okay. like you came to me and you're like andy i'm really freaking out i'm pregnant that's a big one okay that's and i'd why. be like wow really sorry how can i support you and then i don't say anything because that's none of my business the way your hand movements that's are going like, though it's like dismissive wow so sorry you should figure that out is what is what your hand movements know, are yeah. it's like i'm so sorry we need to put a little distance between ourselves you said you have a baby in there so i'm gonna need a little space like that's your hand movements but i get it that makes sense but if it's like i'm talking to a guy that's yeah it's like you're telling everybody yeah. and your mom who cares the person like who told completely... you in confidence well and then also if you tell me like if you specifically tell me don't tell anybody false i will tell kyle yes you will <laughs> you will tell multiple people uh but then again it's, it just depends it's a case-by-case -case thing because if, if it is like a life-altering like secret right then it's like mm, that's none of my business right keep your name out of my mouth <laughs> with the distancing hand that sounds like a personal problem. But I do like to gossip. It's a gossipy thing. But yeah, I would say trustworthiness is the most That's important fair. thing. Okay. That's fair. My question. Yes. What is the most important quality in a romantic partner? Ooh. Ooh. Communication. Yeah. <laughs> that should be the default for all things. <laughs> yeah. You just need to be able to talk. Clearly. And I think we all have our like strong, like we're all good in some areas of communication. And I think everybody has other areas that they need to improve on. Need to improve on. Yeah. Cause, Cause it's not just like 
having a conversation. It's being able to talk about things. It's listening. It's talking about things that make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't do. They'll just like kind of like skirt past the issue. I've seen, you know what? You can always clock a couple that doesn't have real conversations. Yes. You can always clock them because Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's not good. The way that they the way that they talk to each other, it doesn't seem like they're intimate. It's not in. Yeah, it doesn't seem genuine. And it doesn't seem saying, close. Yes, or, yeah, yeah, there's like a there is a disconnect and you can tell it's because they don't there's no vulnerability between mm-hmm. them. it's. Yeah, it's weird. Talk to your partners. Yeah. Cool. And that's enough for today. Thank you so much Thank for listening so to so <laughs> much. That was some good TH. TH. Good mm. questions. I like those. Those are good questions. So. A scandalo. Did Shonda write 2020? I think so. 2020 is excellent television. So let me state the facts. So we have Shonda Rhimes. Right. Creator of beloved shows like Scandal, Private Practice, Grey's Anatomy. Shmurda. How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. (laughs) She's a master story weaver. Weaver. That's a good one. Where... 2020 was orchestrated by her and her organization at Shondaland. <laughs> Netflix.com. Netflix.com. <laughs> because she has just signed a contract. And I say just. Not just. This is like two years ago. Yeah, that's when Scandal ended, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It, yeah. Um, to write content for them. So She wrote 2020? She wrote 2020. She is the mastermind behind all of this because she needed real life inspiration <laughs> for her future for her future shows on Netflix because that's how big her budget is now at Netflix. This is all speculation. I know nothing. <laughs> but <laughs> again, classic Gemini move. Just talking as if it's real life and you're like, "Oh no, this is 100% theories and speculation. None Absolutely. of this is true." Um no, it is. It's like 2020's been such a shit show from the pandemic, politics, um societal issues, sexism racism there have been literal (laughs) things that have happened in the world and i'm like this is like straight out of scandal do you remember like the biggest 12 months ago so we're recording this in november 2020 Uh uh-huh 12 months ago do you remember what the biggest thing happening in the country was like what we were all talking about no and bitch trump was impeached that's right there was a whole impeachment trial we were listening came from that nothing no he wasn't he was impeached by the house and then he was not impeached by the senate We'll talk about that later, but literally 12 months ago, Mm pre-pandemic, BC, before Corona, Mm -hmm. we were talking about the impeachment and everybody was preparing for the political season because we were dealing with the primaries for the Democrats. So everybody was lit about Kamala and Buttigieg and Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders was still out here saying things. I thought Warren was going to go further than she did. Right. But then 2020 hit. Right. Well, a little bit surprised, but not really. Yeah. Like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But 2020, like, January 1st, 2020 hit, mm-hmm. and Shonda hit the big red button at mm-hmm. Netflix that you're not supposed to hit, and yeah. then, like, the virtual reality kicked in, Yeah, and I just really hope we're all living in a simulation. <laughs> brought on by Shonda, and she doesn't know how to shut it down. She doesn't. She, didn't, she forgot Wouldn't the exit shit? code. You push it. But then, like, it puts you into the simulation, so you, you forgot that push you it. pushed it, mm-hmm. and you have to let it play out. That would be crazy. And that's, that's, we don't even, and now she doesn't even know what the future yeah. holds. That's upsetting. Yeah. 2020 is chaotic. Yeah. But in talking about Shonda and her, like you said, her, her masterful weaving of tales, mm-hmm. 
it was like the random thought that hit us was, are there any real life situations that yeah. scandal was based off of like yes. scandal, the actual ABC television show. Yes. So anybody who does <laughs> not know what scandal is, you've been living under a rock and need to watch it immediately because you ain't got nothing else to do. Girl, Carrie Washington <laughs> plays this character. Her name's Olivia Pope, where she I don't want to give too much away. She's the she's the Washington like fixer. Yes. She essentially goes in and she fixes people's issue. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. What I liked about Olivia Pope is it doesn't necessarily matter if you're on the good side or if you're on the bad side. If you had a problem. Well, at the beginning, it was more a good side because she, she was a little bit more white hat. Whole white hat yeah. thing. Yeah. And then like hats started getting a little red towards the end. But <laughs> drenched in blood. Yeah. Jesus. She uh, first of all, Olivia Pope is perfection. Yes. Carrie Washington is perfection. The outfits, that white coat. And then she sat on that public park bench and I was I was pissed. I was, yeah. Because, you know, it's not clean. And I feel like a normal person would wipe a park bench off before sitting down in a white Absolutely. coat. But I don't know. That's just me. J-Lo did it in that wedding planner movie when she sold that Chanel suit. Chanel. I don't know why that was like the first thing that I <laughs> drew. But you know what I'm talking about. You just pulled that out of like the universal yeah. connectivity. What did I say? We the wedding planner uh, made in Manhattan. I'm sorry. Oh, you know what? I pitched um, made in Manhattan, but mm -hmm. you did say the wedding planner. I, I knew where you were, though. It was she was in the park with Senator Rafe. Whatever. This is Ray Fines. OK, you just watched this movie recently. No. This is embarrassing for you. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> anybody who doesn't know that movie, J-Lo's a maid at a fancy hotel in New York. She falls in love with a senator guy. They're walking in the park. She wants to sit down on the bench. He puts down a magazine for her because she's wearing full white head Chanel. to toe white Chanel. And it was like a creamy white. It, it was a creamy like white. Yeah. It was an off white. Olivia Pope's entire ensemble was like stock white. Like it was, she had like dark, but when she, it was okay, first fluorescent. of all, <laughs> no, she used bright. pattern and color and everything really, really well though. That outfit was white from head to toe though. Yeah. 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 When she wanted to make a statement of like her, I mean, what is that? That's just like a visual, like being angelic kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then didn't wipe that DC park bench. She didn't and really she, ruined the scene. She wore it while also like telling the Monica Lewinsky of the story to <laughs> like, you need to resign from the White House because you're lying about sleeping with the president. We are literally talking about like an episode of Scandal. Yes. But if you've never watched Scandal, just watch it yeah. and know that Olivia Pope, main character played by Kerry Washington, solves problems yes. in DC, like political problems. Yes. It's specifically a very political show, it is. but it's also completely bananas it is shit happens that like shouldn't happen you know but like non <laughs> non non possible is that the word yeah it's unpossible impossible impossible um the word is impossible it is impossible but i think I for us I we're gonna say impossible non-possible <laughs> so i think we're all showing our c's get degrees um, over here one thing that's fun though is that and I don't a lot of people might not know there is a real life crisis manager by the name of Judy Smith in Washington, D.C. And yes. that is actually who the character of Olivia Pope was based off of. And I did not know this, but Judy um, is actually the co-executive producer of Scandal. Yes. I didn't know that. So I saw it because what is that store on 16th Street Mall? Um, Ann Taylor. OK. And Taylor launched a line based off Smart. of the clothing of Olivia Pope. Because all those outfits were fresh. Every fit was fresh. <laughs> because I know this because I was walking on the mall one week. Like, not like, not like hooking. <laughs> I was walking down the street and on the I corner like, hey. I saw the Ann Taylor. Hey, babe. Do some. No, I was walking on the mall, like going to my tech job or whatever. Yeah. And I saw a baby blue, like a powder blue um, peacoat yes. that was like um 
like a peplum waist. I live. And it was like a mid, like a good length, like a mid thigh length, like not too long or whatever. And I was fully gagged. So I walked into Ann Taylor, all super plus size, knowing I could not fit any of this shit. And I was like, let me just see how like an extra large fits. And let me tell Mm -hmm. you, my arm didn't fit in it. But that that line, it it was a bunch of pictures of Kerry Washington. And then it showed like scandal. Mm -hmm. And then it was like the announcement of the clothing line. And so I went online and looked looked it up and then i watched a youtube video where they interviewed homegirl okay. and they were like oh i'm the person it's really based off of and i was like oh this whole because i first of yeah. all confession black woman confession time i didn't watch scandal until 27 2018 mm-hmm. maybe but you're also one of those people that like if if consistently people are like this watch the, the show watch the yeah. show watch the show you're not gonna watch the show. no but because there's multiple reasons first of all either i don't trust you yeah. Or secondly, I know it's going to be really, really good, yeah. and I need to have a thorough amount of episodes to binge. Yeah. I can't just start in and season one. And something like Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder and like Grey's, yes. you know it's going to be good. So good. But you're like, with your personality type, <laughs> you have to be able to commit the time to it because yes. you're going to want to binge seasons at a time. Yeah. It's like just, I did, did. I did the same thing with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Love is blind. Did the same thing with Love is blind. I literally stayed up. I watched the sunrise at like six forty in the morning, and I watched those those weddings. And I was just like, my brain has burned out. I told you about that show, and you finished the show before I did. I think I finished it in a night. You did. I think I finished it in less than twenty four hours. I watched every single episode. Yeah. Yeah, and I was hooked. And that's like, it's not like an addictive personality thing. It's just that like. I need to know that if I'm going to sit down, I need answers. But also if I'm going to, if I'm going to dedicate the time to sit down and stare at a TV screen, which I try not to watch TV that much anyway, Mm -hmm. I need to be fully locked in Mm -hmm. for a significant amount of time. Like if I'm going to veg out in front of the TV, I'm going to veg out in front of the TV. It's like 24 hours or nothing at all. Yeah. So it's kind of nice that most of the time it's nothing at all. (laughs) Absolutely. So we went ahead and we went and found specific moments within the show and yeah. found the real life story that inspired that storyline. Yes. So well, there's political I, yeah. tomfoolery that occurs on Scandal, but that tomfoolery is based off of real life clusterfucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I want to start off with um, one here. Uh, so roughly, um, Olivia Pope's client. Okay. Her name is Sharon Marquette, and she is a madam uh, in Washington, yes. D.C. Uh, <laughs> Marquette's client list was filled with like senators, like just really like top end lobbyists, yes. like CEOs, <laughs> um, very rich, successful, wealthy yep. political elites. So it's, it's only natural that, um, you know, a lot of shady people want to get a hold of this client list Absolutely. because. Expose them for what they are, right? Which is a good person who's like <laughs> paying for, yeah. you know, the company of ladies. Yes. So that character was actually based off of a real life person named uh, Barbara or Barbara, Deborah Jean Palfrey. And okay. she is actually known as the real life DC madam. And I knew that. Palfrey was found guilty by a jury in D.C. of money laundering, racketeering and using the mail for illegal purposes in connection with a prostitution ring that she ran from 1993 all the way up to 2006. Okay, that makes sense, because I was like, I remember hearing about the D.C. madam in like high school. So that makes sense. It was around that time. Yeah. 
Wow. So, 93. Look, I'll never be mad at a woman with a hustle. No, never in my life. But it is fun that she got charged with all the mob stuff. Mm-hmm. Like racketeering and money laundering. And blah, blah, blah. I want to know what she used the mail for. I Well, in the, in the early 90s, there was no email. It wasn't as prominent. True. She was probably uh, contacting the senators and stuff. It's probably like coded mail. letters. Yeah. Like, I got the chipmunks you ordered, but it's like. I'll meet you at cohort. this location at this time and it was like all coded and yeah they could like that makes sense yeah so that makes sense like early 90s male yeah shenanigans that's fun definitely <laughs> um another another example so in season two of scandal there was a character by the name of Artie hornbacher who was with the nsa and he stole a program called thorngate that helped prove that the government is spying on american citizens right what's the real life scandal um WikiLeaks. Edward Snowden. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, he was an NSA contractor, recently made headlines in 2013 when he leaked information about the NSA's surveillance programs to the press. While the character Artie Hornbacher was eventually turned over to the NSA on the episode of Scandal, mm-hmm. Snowden remains wanted by the USA for leaking thousands of secret files. Snowden has been living in Russia where he was granted temporary asylum. And since then, he has actually started a job at Russia's largest website company. That sounds about right. Fucking wild. I mean, Russia of all places, <laughs> right? But where else? I mean, in in America, Truly. where I mean, there's a couple countries you could actually go to. Uh, there's another politician who's hiding from the U.S. government. He's in the Iran, I think. But like, there's and a couple me, places. Let me tell you, hide. Keith Ranieri. Um, <laughs> Mexico's not the place to go to hide. I mean, okay. First of all, let's talk about Nexium just real quick. Little a little insert here, just a little dibble dab. <laughs> I think the reason he went to Mexico, first of all, it's close. So like geographically, yeah. it's easy to get to. But I also think he always when it came to the sex cult aspect. Yeah, it's very obvious that he has a type. Yes. And I think he loves him some Mexican ladies. Really? I think he likes Latina women because you wouldn't go down there and try to build that big of a aspect of your cult. Yeah. And then leave out the sex cult part. I always got the impression that he um, was so connected to Mexico because he was able to manipulate like the son of the president. And stuff yeah. Like that. Yeah. Like really like prominent figures in Mexico. I think he did it because he likes Latinas. So I always I just thought he went down to Mexico to like thinking that like they would be able to like save him or like help him from being like what's extradited or. Oh, yeah. Ex- extradited. That's the word, right? Yeah. Yeah. If he was in Mexico, they had to extradite him yeah. back to the United States. That makes sense. I'm going to go with the, the sexy Latinas because. Okay. That's I mean, why I, if I had a sex cult, that's 100% the reason I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> I'm getting me a sexy Latina lady. Off topic. Just immediately. Anyway, really, back to Sean. <laughs> really quick. The last one that I'm going to um, state here. So in season three, Olivia Pope takes on a new client, Senator Richard Myers from Washington. In uh, this episode, Myers had been sexting a woman mm. and was accused of murdering her. Murder. Murder most foul. <laughs> um, what's a real life scandal? Um, hot dog. <laughs> don't ever, don't ever do that in my ears. So, I'm wearing headphones. That's disrespectful. <laughs> um, so the scandal character Richard Myers' story—it seems fucking bizarre. Like that's right. such a like a. How does it go from like sexting to like murder? murder? Yeah, like that's a that's a classic shonda rhymes plot twist that i can get behind um but this was actually (laughs) um about anthony weiner who 
was posting a sexually explicit picture of himself to Twitter mm-hmm. that was intended for a woman who was following him. And he acknowledged that he had engaged in online relationships since his marriage in 2010. Jesus. And he was contacting these people by the name of Carlos Danger. That's right. He had a um like a fake Twitter. Mm-hmm. You guys, can we talk about politicians not knowing how to use technology? For sure, though. Tubin. For sure, though. Tubin. <laughs> Tubin. You you gotta close your laptop before you touch yourself while on the Zoom meeting. Truly. Close the full lid. Yeah. Shut it down. Shut it down. Oh, uh, politicians and technology. But I I think it's really funny that like a lot of the the scandals that are pulled from the show that were mm-hmm. inspired by real life, they're all sexually based. Which is, which is the other thing with American politics? Yeah, it's like it's yeah, not it's sexy. Bad. First of all, let's not. That's no. not what we're. Saying. No, American politics is not sexy. We're not like mm, mm, voting. Like mm, no, Carlos Danger. First of all, who would be? I feel like you're a bad person if you're attracted to that name too. Absolutely. I feel like you're also not to victim blame. You're at fault. Because Carlos I Danger. Like, no, absolutely not. Carlos. Clearly, Danger. this is fake. Clearly. And if it's a real name, like, honestly, kind of cool. But knowing that it's fake, terrible. You couldn't come up with anything better? Knowing that a man named Anthony Weiner was going by a name as Carlos Danger. It's like, it's like you like, I don't even know. It's like you read a romance novel. Obviously, the sexy leading guy is named Carlos. Yeah. And then you're like, what am I? Well, I'm a politician, so I'm dangerous. Dangerous. Anthony Weiner. So God bless. from this point forward, I think what we really want to talk about is a real life sex scandal probably the, i would say it's one of the biggest sex scandals in american it's history. one of the bigger ones politically for sure yeah um and it's a classic we all know it uh-huh we all know what it's about i never had sexual relations with that woman you know what not bad for where's he from arkansas that's not a bad arkansas accent oh, thanks. it was mild it was thanks. good it was good so bill clinton <laughs> monica Lewinsky. but here's the thing i actually don't want to talk about bill clinton and monica Lewinsky. i want to talk about the kenneth star report the star report y'all if you haven't read it first of all (laughs) do you have an excerpt for us i do i have a couple excerpts but the star report let's talk about who kenneth star is yes so kenneth star was special counsel that was brought on to handle the actual impeachment of bill Mm -hmm. clinton so it's fun to talk about the sex scandal of monica and bill Mm -hmm. he was 50 something she was in her early to mid 20s at the time it's like oh sexy president good times did a little love yeah but it's like very much a predator in this situation. Very much a predator and also impeached. Yes. Like fully impeached by the House. Impeached the exact same way that Donald Trump has been impeached. Yeah. So let's all talk about how the fact that the Kenneth Starr report, even though it is, I like to call it terrible literary erotica. It's erotica for sure. It's also the legal documents that were submitted to the Senate, like to Congress. Yeah. And it exists in the Library of Congress. I like to think of like, them sitting down and i know this is not how it's done because that's how it's done in the uk but it's like a a room full of like gentlemen with their gray wigs on yeah you gotta have those dusty ass wigs on yeah Yeah, that makes it a fish and like they're over there reading porn reading a southern texas lawyers it's like the 80 what is the the um descriptive services on like netflix and stuff what do they call that audio descriptive services yeah yeah. it's like the ads version of um of for porn yeah it is They're like describing the scene it is it's <laughs> it really is it's like they stole a kiss in the hallway you guys as well all right so 
So the reason I want to talk about the Star Report um, is because at the time when Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky were happening, you were like just freshly yes. brought into this world. Okay. <laughs> what year was it? 98. Well, I think it happened in like 96. And then the impeachment was in the late 90s. Okay. So the actual legal part was in the late 90s. But the sexy times, you I were- was almost 10. Yeah, you were- uh, I was five in 96. 96, yeah. So you were you were just a little baby. He first- predatored that woman predatored that's the good word and like i was i'm a little bit older i'm a little bit older but i'm not that much older so i don't have four years suck a nut so <laughs> not that much older so i don't really know the details of bill clinton and monica mm-hmm. Lewinsky. i really only know what pop culture has done with it during my yes. lifetime um but as Same. far as yeah like beyonce referenced her in a song i know that there was semen on the blue dress mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Monica Lewinsky all on my gown. Exactly. That's a good song. So (laughs) that's pretty much what America knows. But the Star Report is the document, the legal lawyer written document Mm -hmm. that was written to get Congress to vote in favor of impeachment of, of, I almost said Donald Trump. It's Bill Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) So so for me growing up in the 90s, who was Bill Clinton? He was president of the United States. Yes. Um, I knew a lot of older black people referenced him as the first black president. Even at that time, people joked about it. Black people loved Bill Clinton in the 90s. Oh, weird. And right. I remember that I loved Bill Clinton because I saw him playing saxophone on Saturday Night Live. Oh, that's fun. And I remember being like, how old was I? Seven or eight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, that's cool. Like the president's like a musician, like he's a band kid. And then I also yeah. remember thinking that all presidents had to be musicians because he's the first president that I remember. Yeah. So I remember thinking, oh, all presidents are military. All of them are musicians. <laughs> all of them are white. All of them, like, I just yeah. knew that. But that's not true. Yeah. I wish all presidents were musicians. I don't think Obama played a, an instrument. No, but he plays basketball like a motherfucker. He does. <laughs> With his dad he's got shoes something on. Amazing. His court shoes. He wears wears his dad's shoes to the court and they put his court shoes on and he takes those off and puts dad shoes on. When he left the office, black people mourned the fact that we'll never have a president that had like his like basketball shoes that he would carry. Uh And then you have your sneakers that you wear to the court. Like we'll never have a president like that again. Not anytime soon. It made me so happy. He had the cleanest Jordans. He (laughs) is the ultimate like dad joke and I love it. Absolutely. Oh, I miss Obama, especially now in this year, 2020. Anyway. So getting back to the star. Sorry. No, you're fine. So just a reminder that Bill Clinton was impeached partially because of the star report. And I just want to point out that Bill Clinton was charged with two counts of perjury, one count each of obstruction of justice and abuse of power. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, same as Trump, the Senate didn't impeach him. So he was impeached in the house. He goes down in history as an impeached president. He has like a little asterisk next to his name. Bill Clinton and Donald Trump have the exact same asterisk, which means that they are impeached. Yes. But it's just that they're impeached by the house. So let's put ourselves in there. Let's get sexy, you guys. Let's get real warm. All right, it's September. It's September 1998. Ooh. Ooh. Are we role-playing? Let's get into it. Set the scene. September 1998. Who am I? Secret Service. Got it. (laughs) I wouldn't trust you with a gun (laughs) ever. (laughs) Truly ever. But okay, man, you live in this fantasy. If this is the world you want. Okay, you get to play the Secret Service who's like watching all this. Oh, wow. But like not saying anything. Yeah, because you can't. I mean, obviously the president is always surrounded by security even within the white house so somebody saw everybody saw this everybody saw the president getting his dick sucked underneath the table not everybody but the secret (laughs) service you know what i mean you did in this in this scenario you did that's the that's the position (laughs) i was the voyeur in this position in this scenario scenario, you put yourself in that position (laughs) so it's september 1998 Uh washington dc white house now 
I want to give a little background. Okay. I'm sorry. This was released in September 1998. The actual place that we're talking about is November. So put yourself in November. Okay. <laughs> November. So leading up to the segment I'm about to talk about, mm-hmm. the government was actually shut down. We were in the middle of a furlough. So yes. uh, Clinton was in office. Government was shut down, which means that only the most important people in the government were currently working at this point in time in November. Yes. That would be like the president, his chief of staff, maybe the media correspondent. Okay. The White House is empty because it's furloughed. No workers are in there. Nobody's getting paid. But you know who was there that night? Monica Lewinsky. Okay. Like a 24-year-old intern. Makes sense. She's an intern, so she's not getting paid. She's not getting paid, but she's also there, you know? And it's kind of like, why? (laughs) It's the question that (laughs) She's there. Nobody else is there, but she Nobody else. Like, the VP's not there. But Monica's in the building. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's questionable. So oh, some wow. of the evidence that Starr includes in his report before it gets real sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, the key cards, everybody has to scan into the building when you leave and when you come in or whatever. Yeah. So uh, the president, who was in the Oval Office or the chief of staff's office that night, he clocked in at 5.01 p.m. Okay. Monica Lewinsky clocked in at 5.07 p.m. the same Ooh. day. And then as far as departures... Monica Lewinsky left the White House at 12.18 a.m. the next day. Okay. And uh, Clinton left at 12.35 a.m. the next day. So literally within like 10 to 15 minutes, they're coming in the building and then they're leaving the building. Like, not together, but within the same time frame. Okay. Um, Close enough to where it's like, hmm. Close enough to be listed in the the Star Report. Hmm. Like, this is evidence that mutiny is afoot. (laughs) Sexy times afoot. Sexy times afoot. So... Leading up to this moment, they had passed each other multiple times in the hallway. They were flirting. And at mm-hmm. one point, Monica Lewinsky lifted up her shirt to show off the strings of her thong that were sticking out over the tops of her pants. She wanted the president to see that. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't blame her for this. It was the no, 90s. And this that was 90s fashion for some reason. Yeah. And the one thing that I think is always like really disgusting about this case is the really heavy victim blaming that was being put on to Monica oh, Lewinsky. Oh my God. It was really, she didn't do anything wrong. No. She no. had an affair with a married man. No, a married man had an affair yeah. using her. There you go. She didn't cheat on nobody. That's the right word. She ain't yeah. married. She was like True. 23, 24 years old. Yeah. The president of the fucking free world is yeah. like, hey baby, I like your thong. I can't do Bill Quentin. Yeah, no, no. I'm bad at Bill Quentin. But like, she looking at your thong and you're like, you know, wrong. you're cute and impressionable and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the president can get it. We've all said it. Yeah. Not for Clinton. Certainly not for Trump. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. So, okay, I'm going to read this excerpt from the LA Times. Yes. This is directly from the Star Report. I'm going to try to read it as best I can. Okay. Bear with me. At about 10 p.m. in Ms. Lewinsky's recollection, she was alone in the chief of staff's office and the president approached. He invited her to rendezvous again in Mr. Stephanopoulos's office in a few minutes. And she agreed. When asked if she knew why the president wanted to meet with her, Ms. Lewinsky testified, I had an idea. They met in Mr. Stephanopoulos's office. You guys, that name. Yeah. Terrible name. They met in Mr. Stephanopoulos's office and went again to the area of the private study. This time, the lights in the study were off. According to Miss Lewinsky, sexy, sexy time. She and the president kissed. Mm-hmm. She unbuttoned her jacket, and either she unhooked her bra or he lifted her bra up, and he touched her breast with his hands and his mouth. Ooh. 
you're uncomfortable with the heteronormativity that's happening in this scene. <laughs> Seems a little off to me. <laughs> Miss Lewinsky testified, quote, I believe he took a phone call. And so we moved from the hallway into the back office. He put his hand down my pants and stimulated me manually in the genital area. Cool. While the president continued talking on the phone, Miss Lewinsky understood that the caller was a member of Congress or possibly a senator. She performed oral sex on him. Mm. He finished his call and a moment later told Miss Lewinsky to stop. In her recollection, quote, I told him that I wanted to like complete that. Okay. Like what I was doing. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and he said that he needed to wait until he trusted me more. Mm. And then I think he made a joke. That he hadn't had that in a long time. Good times. Good times. This is in the Library of Congress. Yes. This was read on the floor of the, floor of the Senate. They had to film this on C-SPAN. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Bill Clinton did his presidential duty while getting head in the White, office, the White House. And honestly... In Mr. Stephanopoulos' office. It was still in the White House, technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just being more specific. Stephanopoulos. But yeah, like, that's kind of a baller move, but then also very predatory. Yes. And the Star Report is haunting. I think I didn't, I think the reason I was uncomfortable, it's not necessarily like the heteronormativeness <laughs> of it, but... <laughs> Breast, you. Um, <laughs> it seems just very molesty to me it's a little molesty obviously it was consensual between two consenting adults yes but like when it's read in this manner and even if you were just to read this on your own it it doesn't something just feels off about it like like oh i walked into his office and the lights were off like why yeah why would there be any dark offices in the white house um and that's actually the fun part of the star report too because when clinton was testifying he specifically mentioned how he didn't think he was he said i'm gonna um not quote directly here, but he said something along the lines of, I couldn't have sexual relations in the White House because there's no curtains. There's no curtains in the Oval Office. Mm-hmm. There's no curtains in the Chief of Staff. Like everything you do in there, you can see from the outside. And then there's always like security and and um, you hiding in the corner watching it all happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching <laughs> or be stimulated. Down manually? Manually, that's the word. In the genital area. Yeah. I didn't like that. No, genital area? No, I didn't like the stimulated me manually. Let me tell you something about the Star Report. <laughs> it's written by a, a lawyer from Vernon, Texas. Yeah. And it's like written in legal speak. Jargon, yeah. So like if I wrote it, I'd have been like, while she was fellationing him under the table, he took a call uh, from Senator such and such. But here's the thing. I'm not a lawyer. I can't. I don't think fellationing is a word, first of all. <laughs> is it? Because yeah. it should be. Well, and I think I think in in their defense weirdly i think you have to you have to do it that way because this is like a professional legal legal. document so it's like you have to be professional with it you have to take legal testimony even though you have to write things like he stimulated me manually in the general area yeah you can't just say he finger banged me under the table (laughs) which is the way that i would write the report (laughs) yeah but i'm not kenneth star so i'm really happy i didn't write the report but it's just like the more you look into the star report you find out um first of all and this is why I like what you just said, that it seems very predatory. Yes. In the 90s, when the Star Report came out, it was like Monica Lewinsky's a whore. She ruined oh. this marriage. Bill Clinton's still at even, fault for also being an asshole. Yeah. But like, they're both terrible people. But in 2020, <laughs> even now, like, it's uncomfortable to hear that because yeah. 
we all now have this, like, because of social media, one positive thing, we now all have this awareness that, like, men in positions of power regularly abuse the women that work yes. under them. And we can now identify as that's what happened between well, the, it was consensual, yeah. but it was 100% an abuse of power. Absolutely. I think for me, I think I had a moment probably, like, over a decade ago where it was... um same thing where it's like I grew up and I heard about all this, but like you don't fully comprehend it when you're a fucking kid. You're like, no. okay, whatever. Yeah, adult stuff. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. That's all you know. Like that's yeah. all you like. That's what you know. That's is the like, sound bite. There was something that happened with Bill Clinton. So I did my my own research on it. I went back and read like some articles and stuff from right. the Denver Post and like all the how the media was yeah. reporting it at the time. And that was that was one thing that you know even over a decade ago I was like. But she didn't do anything wrong. wrong. Yeah. She just got taken advantage of by the president of the United yeah. States, essentially. But it's, it's her fault. Yeah. Well, because how was the 90s, I man? Know. It's so in hindsight, it's like, mm. man, but yeah. Scandal. A scandalo. A real scandal. Really <laughs> real life a scandalo. I know. It's so crazy. So yeah, so even um in that very first like that very first season of scandal back in the day mm -hmm. this was this this storyline was in in the show scandal it had yeah. to be this is there the main storyline yeah that like connects all of scandal yeah. is the president's um sexual affairs essentially yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah. the main theme from season one to season eight or whatever it was that when it finished i wonder if like shonda read these the star report cover to cover mm -hmm. and then literally it probably or maybe just the coverage of it sparked this idea or she, she just started writing Judy it Smith, about because i'm sure judy smith true. was all up on the sauce true she was working in the 90s yeah. yeah so there you go super fun shonda rhimes wrote 2020 yes those um, are the key takeaways i really wish she could stop what she's writing and maybe just like hook it up on a break in here. Like I, we need a break. I think with the election, I think this is the season finale. So this is the election. Okay. Yeah. That is current. We still at this moment in time do not know who won. Yeah. While we're recording. This, this. feels like a Shonda episode. It, all of <laughs> I, when I tell you like since April, I have felt like this is a Shonda show. Yeah. Like 2020 in real life. My life is a Shonda show. Definitely. Can't go nowhere. The airports are closed. Everybody ran out of toilet paper. It's nonsense. No. Sense. But it's going to be a great series in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I can't wait. Oh, man. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sip and Tea. And what's what? face? I don't know. You made a shocked face. I don't know me. what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> I know we didn't go over closing remarks. I'll edit all this out. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'll do that over here. <laughs> do you have to mark time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to cut out some of that stuff from the berry beginning, too. The berry, yeah, yeah, yeah. The berry beginning. There's a lot to cut. Um, 4120. Ish. Minus 30 seconds. Ish. Uh, um, all right. All righty, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sip and Tea. Uh, my name is Andy. And my name's Mita. <laughs> uh, make sure to follow us on social media at Sip and Tea 303. Follow us there to stay updated on everything that's happening when we post and any important updates and make sure to subscribe to the show uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on all major streaming services. If we are not on your favorite one, send us an email at sip and t 303 at gmail.com. Yeah. And we will make sure to get added to that. Andy will make sure that we're added. To that. <laughs> I won't be doing any of this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye. 
Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.